0: Welcome to Australian Hiker, your online hiking resource. We're your hosts, Tim and Jill Savage.
1: This is episode 96 of the Australian Hiker Podcast, and in this week's episode, we're going to be talking about our recent trip up to the Kosciuszko National Park to summit the Aussie 10. This is Australia's 10 highest peaks, all located within the Kosciuszko National Park. We hope you enjoy. Before I play you a series of recordings which we did over the two and a half days that took us to do this trip, I'll just give you a bit of background about the Aussie 10. This is a walk that's not an official walk. It's based around the Main Range Walk, which is a well-known walk in Kosciuszko National Park, and relies you leaving the Main Range Trail uh, to go through and summit a number of peaks, uh, which are considered Australia's 10 highest peaks. Some of these peaks, including Mount Kosciuszko, are actually on the main range walk, um, as well as one or two others. Uh, But as I said, there's a number of them that rely on you having to go off the main range trail itself, uh, and sometimes for a few kilometers, to actually uh, reach the summit. Now, these summits, a lot of them are actually reasonably easy, and and again, I'll use this example here, Mount Kosciuszko, it's a, a pretty easy walk to actually summit, uh, but there are a couple that I'll go through and mention that are actually quite difficult. And if you're not confident and comfortable with a bit of exposure and climbing over loose, um, steep rock, you may not actually be able to go through and do these. And certainly from a safety perspective, um, I'd actually recommend that if you're not comfortable with it, don't try and push the, uh, push the friendship. One of the things we found over this walk was... Um, In some instances, a lot of the actual summits themselves, it was very easy and very clear how to actually reach the summit. There were a few of these summits that we did uh, that actually required us to look at the best possible ways to actually reach uh, the summit. Uh, And I must admit, we didn't make the best choices on a couple of these. Uh, And in fact, one of these we actually uh, gave up and came back and did the next morning after a very long day. So this will hopefully give you an idea of what this walk's about, Um, and between the podcast and the associated write-up of this uh, walk, um, we'll give you enough information to make it easier if you choose to do this at some stage. Okay, it's Sunday the 23rd, it's uh, 7.35am in the morning. We're here just at the um, Charlottes Pass car park um, and just about to start the Aussie 10 walk over the next three days. Um, We were hoping to get here before most people, but it looks like there's a fair number of people who have already gone up Kosciuszko, already started the main range walk, so there's still uh, probably about 20 cars here, which is uh, uh, more than I expected for just before Christmas. Uh, As usual... There's still snow uh, patches up on top of the uh, some of the, the peaks, uh, and that they're pretty much here for most of the year. So uh, given that we're going to be doing the, the height of these peaks, we'll expect to to come across so, snow in small areas.
0: Yeah, it's a beautiful still morning. It's uh, actually quite cool. We've had a few uh, cool uh, days up here.
1: And the uh, the weather here last night was minus 2.4 degrees Celsius.
0: Yeah, but not a cloud in the sky. Uh, or in the distance, I should say. Um, but, yeah, it's just beautiful and you can feel it warming up already. So, um, you know, so far so good. And, yeah, it's really nice to see that uh, little bit of remnant snow up on the the peaks there.
1: I'm looking forward to a great walk over the next three days. One thing I'd like to mention at this stage is, um, just in that little short first recording, we talked about the temperature um, uh, the previous day. And certainly uh, we went through and checked the temperature of the morning when we started this walk, and it was very similar, roughly about minus 2.3, 2.4 again. So even though this is December, it's a day before Christmas, um, it is quite different in the Australian Alps. Uh, you can get 30 degrees during the daytime and get down to sort of freezing and sub-freezing temperatures. So if you are planning on doing this walk, Really, at any time of the year in the Australian Alps, uh, you do need to go through and make sure that you uh, have uh, appropriate equipment and both for sleeping and clothing uh, to cover all sorts of uh, conditions, both from the the extreme heat to the extreme cold.
0: Yeah, and that was an interesting thing because... um we did have the layers with us and if you have a look at some of the photos, uh, particularly in the early morning, um, you know, we might have a beanie on and um, a light-down jacket. Um, the only thing it didn't do was rain and uh, that I think we were probably lucky because the group before us that was finishing on the day that we started, um, they had a lot of rain. So you do have to be prepared for any weather and sometimes when you're going on a short um, trip, you you want to be able to sort of lighten the load, I guess, um, and there's a big temptation to um, jettison some bits in your gear, in, in your pack, um, but really, in that kind of environment, you do need to
1: make sure that you anticipate every potential. It's just past 10 o'clock on uh, Sunday the 23rd, uh, and we're actually up the top of Mount Twynham. Uh, so approximately 2,195, 98 metres in height um, and uh, you know, given that I've been up here many, many, many times I've never been up here before it's always been Kosciuszko and the other areas um, views over here are pretty good uh, and it gives you a, quite a good view to the rest of the mountains which tend to be grouped more, much more closely together uh, this one tends to be a bit out on its own Took us around about two hours and twenty minutes to get here, uh, and we've gone just a tiny bit over seven kilometres. Um, so we started um, uh, around about um, what time was it, John?
0: About twenty past seven. About
1: twenty past seven. So uh, early morning start. So we've had a had a long day considering we left home just after four thirty this morning. Uh, weather's really nice. It's it's warm without being hot. It's really clear. Pretty much you've got 360-degree views from um, from the mountain peaks. Um, we had rain yesterday, and the forecast over the next few days is supposed to be fine. So I don't think we could have picked uh, better conditions to come up and do the, the Aussie 10 peaks.
0: Yeah, the views out to the west are just amazing. They go on forever. You can actually uh, see further um, out that way uh, than the other directions. There are mountains sort of blocking the way. Um Quite spectacular. Um, this Mount Twinum is uh, quite open, so you're you're very exposed um, and uh, you can imagine that uh, in poor weather it'd be um, pretty poor visibility as well, it would close in quite easily and quite co- quickly. So uh, nice to see big uh, still big patches of snow around, um, not on the peaks but uh, in some of the sheltered spots on on the slopes. And, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a it, bit of a climb, a bit of a trek, this one, um, but definitely worth it.
1: Okay. Talk to you later. Good morning. It's Tim and Jill from Australian Hiker. It's nearly midday, and we're just up on the top of our second summit, which is Mount Carruthers. The wind has picked up quite a bit, so it's sort of uh, – I'm sure you can hear the, the the wind in the background there. We're trying to shelter down and, <laughs> and avoid it if we can. Um, it's dropping a temperature a bit but otherwise it's still quite a nice day um, sun's out there's no no doesn't look like it's going to rain at all over the next few days so should be pretty good um, uh, the trail's a bit variable um, uh, certainly going up Mount Twynham, it was a bit hard to sort of find out exactly where the trail was uh, wasn't so obvious in some areas. Um, now we're on Mount Caruthers. We're actually physically on the main range walk, so it's pretty easy to find out where we're going. So uh, we'll continue on the main range walk before we pick up the next of our mountains, which is just off to the side in either direction.
0: Yeah, look, it's great, uh, great walking, um, and there are quite a few people around doing day walks. Um, uh, it is quite exposed, uh, so... Uh, even though we've got good weather, um, people do need to be careful about making sure they've got plenty of preparation in case the weather turns. Uh, we saw a group that had just spent four days. They were doing the reverse route um, of the Aussie 10, and uh, we definitely got a better first day than they had. Uh, their four days has been pretty bad, so yeah, yeah. they're heading heading home now.
1: Yeah, I think we I think we were pretty lucky. The rain over the last couple of days has been reasonably heavy, and I think it's sort of just cleared through in time for us to start. So it's uh, I think we'll probably walk a bit further on, so it's a bit more sheltered and have some lunch. Now, one thing I'll mention at this point is that. This walk is called the Aussie 10, but if you do a search online, you'll pick up the Aussie 10, the Aussie 11, 12, 13, and I think <laughs> actually the Aussie 16, I believe as well. And it really depends on what peaks you actually do. As I said at the start of this, uh, this episode, this is a, a route rather than a trail. Um, it's a, 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 it's a walking track that people have put together that is based on the main range walk and it, Depends really how you consider what are Australian tens, what is Australia's 10 highest peaks. If you want to go through and do Australia's 10 highest named peaks, you will do a different walk than if you do Australia's 10 highest peaks. Um, Because there are actually a couple of unnamed peaks on this track. Um, And it really depends on how much of a purist you want to be. Now, if I'm being honest here, we actually skipped one of the, uh, the peaks, and that was the peak that's um, just off to the west of uh, Mount Townsend. Um, we walked up to Mount Townsend, went going past this other peak, uh, came back down. We looked at it and thought, no, we're just not going to go off and do it. And that was the decision we made, not because it was anything wrong with it. It was just it didn't seem to make sense to us at the time. But would have been very easy to go and do it, but we just chose not to at the time. Now, having said that, we also did some additional peaks that weren't actually in the Aussie Ten itself, and it was just because, again, where we were actually walking, it just made sense. So it's the sort of thing that, um, depending on how much of a purist you want to be on this walk, uh, you, you, know, and you might want to add an extra day or two if you really want to, and you can add a number of other peaks and make this a, a longer walk than, than the Aussie Ten itself.
0: Yeah, you can, and uh, the interesting thing is that um, uh, with some of those unnamed uh, peaks, um, you, ha- you have to navigate your, your way to them, um, and even some of the peaks that we did climb, the trail wasn't entirely obvious all the time. Uh, sometimes it was really obvious once we got to the top, um, which was fantastic, but we'd done a bit of cross-country um, at that point. Um, one thing I would say is that if you can uh, download the Peak Finder app, that certainly made it much easier to work out exactly which peak that you were looking at, which one was next. And um, we might um, talk about a, a, this a little bit later when we had a series of peaks that were all together and we had a moment where we were trying to work out which one was which and which way to go.
1: Good Afternoon, it's just on five o'clock. We're up here on Alice Rawson Peak, um, and we'll do uh, at least Mount Townsend uh, this evening and possibly Ma- uh, Mount Abbott as well. But we'll see how we go. We set up the tent uh, probably about 40 minutes ago, um, dropped all the, the sleeping gear and the cooking gear off, uh, and I've just sort of bought and packed up here with whatever I needed, um, so just to make it a bit easier. Um, one thing I didn't have mentioned already today is I'm just amazed at the colours up here. The greens are really deep and rich, uh, at, uh, where in the close in anyway, uh, where there's a lot of grass on the, the hills. The blues are really intense as well. Um, it's just probably one of the best, best trips I've had up here as far as, as, as scenery. It's been really spectacular. Haven't done too much recording earlier today. Um, every time we've got to a, a peak or a hill, it's been blowing a gale. I tried on um, a couple of the other mountains, and it just didn't work. Uh, so, been lucky enough the winds dropped off to be able to do something.
0: Yeah, so it's been a, a great day. We're almost there. Um, we've done a few uh, big climbs. Uh, the thing that am- amazes me mostly is that some of the tracks are not as well formed. Um, as I expected. Um, and so it is uh, easy to go off trail and um, it's also a little bit difficult um, if you're not watching the map or you don't have a, a peak finder app uh, to locate the various um, mountains and peaks that you're trying
1: to do. Yeah, um, I, think, I think some of them are really obvious. Uh, others, um, not so obvious. I must admit, between... Um, Coming up the hill and getting here, we stopped off at another peak that doesn't have a name. And it's actually taller than this one. So it's a bit hard to try and work out what justifies a mountain and what doesn't. Uh, So (laughs) I I just don't know, to be honest.
0: There's a lot of rock on that one. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Um, And and that's another thing. Um, Somebody, one of the guides uh, earlier today said... uh, you need to be a little bit of a mountain goat um to get about and it is a little bit like that so um you know it's uh, it's it's doable um if if uh, perhaps you're not so uh active and not so fit then uh, add a few extra days onto your itinerary i think if uh, uh you're planning to do this one
1: yeah, I think certainly the one we're on at the moment, Mount Townsend and Mount Abbott, require a bit of rock scrambling. But we did um, Mount Northcote just before lunch, um, or just after lunch, rather. Uh, and it's just this big grassy green hill. <laughs> <laughs> it was hot. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no no rocks at all. But, yeah, just, just a long haul all to get up there. So Okay, that's all for us. I think uh, we'll head off and do Mount Townsend now. Good evening. It's 9 o'clock on Sunday the 23rd of December. We're here in our tent. We're just about to go to bed. Uh, this is a late finish, particularly for me. Normally I've, it's pretty rare when I'm, when I'm hiking overnight that I'll be awake at this time of night. Uh, but we had a pretty long day today. So after uh, climbing Mount Northcote, we came into the next valley over... Uh, which I believe is Muhlen's Pass and um, set up our tent uh, dropped off our sleeping gear and our cooking gear uh, and then proceeded to do Alice Rawson Peak and Mount Townsend uh, and we even tried to do Mount Abbott as well uh, but uh, we really ran out of time for that one, we were pretty tired Abbott's always a problem yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, so came back to our tent, um, had dinner, uh, and just got sorted out for the evening. And, uh, as I said, we'll, uh, we'll head off to bed in a, in a minute for a good night's sleep. Um, we will go up Abbott's tomorrow morning, um, By looking at it, there probably really is one way to access it properly, and we were trying to go see if we could get away with uh, having to do do that, uh, but it just didn't work. Um, Alice Rawson Peak was fine. It wasn't particularly difficult. It was quite easy. Um, Then we went on to uh, Mount Townsend. That was a a hard peak. Um, It wasn't difficult to actually get up, but once you get towards the top, there's a lot of rock. Uh, and we ended up having to approach it if we we approached it from uh, Mueller's pass uh, and then we ended up having to go around the back of the uh, uh, from that direction uh, the back of the um, the, the mountain uh, to climb up uh, onto the uh, the the concrete um, uh, summit marker on top and that actually involved a lot of rock scrambling um, if you're not into Climbing on unstable and badly angled rocks, um, then you may not want to do the last sort of twenty or thirty meters of uh, to actually get to the summit of Mountain Towns. And uh, the rest of it was okay, but yeah, it was it was a hard ask, particularly for someone that's not used to that and not comfortable with that.
0: Yeah, I think I think I said that um, you needed to be a a um, uh, a goat climbing. I think this is now a rock climber, um, for particularly for Mount Townsend. Um, so Tim mentioned that we were ready to go to sleep. We're almost asleep, I have to say. Uh, it has been a long day. Um, a good, good day. Weather's been fantastic and uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, that'll hold out to tomorrow. Um, I think we'll probably get a little bit of a cool night. The The, the sky is clear so, uh, it has been, uh, in, in the minus twos, uh, over the last couple of days in the morning. So, um, I'm expecting that to continue. Uh, but we've got a little campsite that's quite nice. There are, uh, a few other campers into the distance, into the distance, not nothing too close. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be another good day, I think.
1: Uh, and I must say it surprised me. There's a lot of people up here at the moment doing the 10 peaks walk. Um, a lot of people doing the main range walk, not as many as I, uh, I saw last time. Last time when I did the main range walk in January of this year, I've counted about 80 people, uh, this time, not so many, but we did leave a lot earlier. So I think we, um, we avoided the, the peak period and they probably went past us when we were off doing one of the side, uh, side hills um okay so it's been good so far very tiring you know, for me this has been the uh, most strenuous hiking i've done since i've come back from the Bi- biblin track and my fitness is not good um i need to sort of uh i, I don't know, i'm trying to get my fitness back to where it needs to be but um certainly it's it's testing me on this walk um so tomorrow we've got uh, mount abbott uh mount Kosciusko, Ram's Head, Ram's Head North, and there's one more peak uh, just off the base of Mount uh, Kosciuszko, which we'll do. Um, potentially, we could actually finish this in two days, but we had planned on doing it in three. So we'll just see how it goes. The um, uh, Alice Rawson and uh, uh, Mount Townsend were actually supposed to be doing those tomorrow. So we're ahead of uh, uh, of where we need to be at this point in time. Okay, good night. As I mentioned uh, in that that previous little section there, we are trying out a, a new tent, a, a Copper Spur UL2 Platinum tent, um, and um, if you have a look in the, uh, the the written version of this podcast where we've done the review of the walk, we'll have some photos of it, but it's it's a, a creamy white colour. Um, and I must admit when we came back to the tent uh, after finishing our first day Jill was struggling to see where it was
0: oh, Tim kept po- <laughs> pointing out so where I can't see it I could see a bright orange tent down in the uh, the bottom of uh, the mueller's pass but uh, yeah, I was almost on top of our tent before I saw it, so it, it definitely is an incognito tent, and maybe that's the point. Um, but yeah, I struggled.
1: Yeah, and you've got a roundish dome tent, in, you know, in a, in a field of roundish dome rocks. So I was aware, very much aware of where it was because uh, I knew knew what the the peak looked like above the tent. But as I said, if you didn't know where it was, you just if you didn't know it was there, you wouldn't pick it. Yeah, and that's not a bad thing sometimes.
0: Yeah, but the tent, the tent did uh, pretty well. It is, um, ultra light. Um, I was a little bit, uh, skeptical in terms of, um, I, I, I guess the, the 3 seasonness, if you like, um, of, of the tent. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty good tent and, and you'll see that in the, in the review that we did.
1: Okay, so that was the end of day one for us. Um I must sort of correct myself here. I keep on saying Mount Abbott, it's actually Abbott's Peak. Um, but it's um you know, some it's a bit hard to tell why they call some things a peak and some things a mountain sometimes, but um it is it is Abbott's Peak. As I said, we uh, we dropped our gear off, we set up our tent, we got rid of as much as we possibly could. Jill dropped a pack off and um I just took my pack with water and first aid gear and and you know, just whatever I whatever. Uh, rain gear we needed just in case, uh, which sort of lightened the pack up a bit uh, before we did um, uh, Alice Rawson Peak and then Mount Townsend. Um, Alice Rawson Peak was actually quite easy. Um, uh, And one thing I would comment here, we actually did do Mueller's Peak, which is not officially part of the Aussie 10, but coming off the main range track itself, we had two choices. We could either go into Mueller's Pass itself Uh, or go up the ridge over the top of Mueller's Peak, uh, and then um, up under Alice Rawson uh, Peak as well. And that was definitely a better choice. The thing you'll find with walking around in the Australian Alps is the valleys are where potentially all the life is. Uh, it's where the water is for, for any plants to grow, uh, and trying to work your way through streams and little peat bogs and around bushes and things, walking up the ridge of the peak while it's a bit extra effort walking uphill, is a much easier sort of walk. So we found coming into the valley, going up up to Mueller's Peak, was actually a relatively easy sort of walk in. Um, tomorrow we'll talk about walking out of the uh, the valley, but it was certainly a lot harder. Um, as I said with Mount Townsend Mount Townsend, if you are not comfortable walking on exposed areas with loose uh unstable rocks, you may not be able to summit mount Townsend um It's one of those sort of things I have done rock climbing in the past, and I was very con- conscious about walking up this because the rocks were shifting and and you know you will, you're it was low level rock climbing, if you like. Um, you know not real rock climbing but it was, it was a certain- bit more like bouldering yeah yeah it, yeah, it with was with a long fall <laughs> um, so um, as i said mount town's in itself it almost looks like they've stuck the concrete uh, summit marker on top of this pile of rocks uh, and for a lot of people if you you know if you if you're not too stable on your footing you may choose not to t- to do this one and there's another one which we'll talk about tomorrow
0: yeah um th- i think that is a point and and uh, you can get there and getting there is the relatively easy bit that last bit of the climb i think is uh, for a few of them is was quite of a surprise for me the other thing that was a bit of a surprise was that um while i've done day walking in uh, kosiosko on a number of occasions i hadn't really ever noticed uh, too many campers and um when we did this trip i i suddenly became quite aware and quite uh alert to the campers and um you know once you get your eye in, there are tents everywhere, not quite but you know um many more than um I had noticed previously, and it is a kind of weird thing that you're quite close to. Uh, day hikers with, you know, a little small pack and you've got your big pack and you're just off trails or, you know, you're in the, the distance and you can, um, actually see, uh, the, the hikers coming and going or the, the day walkers, if you like, coming and going. This is particularly the case in, um, uh, on the second day. And we'll talk a bit about that in and around the, uh, the boardwalk, um, near Kosciuszko um but yeah it was uh it was great uh, i would say i had i had um you know there were 10 peaks and uh i had probably 20 moments um uh two on each peak uh, the first one was the oh my god i'm here moment and then the second moment on each of the peaks was wow just check this out this is amazing so yeah mm, but i think we were probably <laughs> halfway there a little bit more than halfway there at that at the end of the first day um so there was more to come and uh to finish off
1: as i said at the start of this little segment I, we hadn't actually planned on doing alice rawson and mount townsend until the, the next day um but we were just so far ahead of schedule. We were so
0: keen and so enthusiastic <laughs> <laughs> yeah we,
1: we decided to keep on going with it um Now, one thing we thought was, we'll see how we go. We thought we'd definitely do Alice Rawson and Mount Townsend. And we thought we'd try and do Abbott's Peak as well, which means that once we came back over the valley to our tent, we wouldn't have to go cross back over again. And we discovered, as we mentioned earlier on, there is an easy way of getting up some of these hills. And there is a really difficult way of getting up some of these hills and certainly the way we tried to...
0: For a couple of them, <laughs> we couple, found yeah. the difficult way. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, you know, we'd come up, we'd just coming off Mount Townsend, going across the saddle and thought, yep, we'll go straight across and go up here. And we thought, no, this is going to be really awkward. So we just gave up the next morning because I thought when we would put the tent up, I knew where the way was. Uh, and that's where it actually ended up being but I thought there must be another alternative and and we could have actually done it but it would have been a lot harder and given we'd had a very early start to the day with leaving Canberra at about four thirty in the morning uh, we thought no nah, well we won't push it we're already ahead of the, ahead of the game. Good morning it's um, Monday the 24th of December uh, it's just on ten past seven we've packed up and we're just doing this recording just before we head off to do Mount Abbott we tried to look at doing Mount Abbott yesterday um, from the saddle uh, and it's just not uh, easy it's just too steep and there's too many high rocks to get around so we thought we were probably going to have to approach it from the side and that's pretty much what we're going to be doing today so we're going to do Mount Abbott Uh, and then go on to do Kosciuszko, and then we'll look at the two Rams' heads either today or tomorrow, depending on how the timing goes. Uh, But given we're a couple of uh, peaks ahead of where we planned on being, uh, I think we uh, we should be able to, if not finish today, we'll be able to become close to uh, maybe only having one peak left to do tomorrow for an easy sort of day. Last night was quite good. Um, it was pretty much a full moon. Full moon was actually the day before, but it was pretty much full on. Um, so I almost thought that uh, I'd knock my torch on during the night because it was so bright. Um, it was very, very bright for for just about the entire night. Um, we've actually camped on the um, the shady side of the valley. Um, and that was more about where we set up the tent yesterday and where we were coming through and walking to yesterday. Uh, camping on the sunny side would probably be a good option to go for, but it'd just mean a longer walk into what we did yesterday.
0: Yeah, so I had a good night. Um, it got, got a bit cool during the evening, um, but we were very sheltered and uh, very protected. You could hear a little bit of wind uh, in the distance, and we had a tiny bit of flapping, but it didn't uh, last long, so um, even though it is um, not sunny where we are this morning, uh, I think it was a good spot for the the prevailing weather conditions.
1: We are trying out a new tent on this trip, uh, a Copper Spur UL2 uh, Platinum, uh, which is the lightweight version, um, and that went pretty well, I think. Um, We've still got one more night to go on it, uh, and we'll do a full write-up on that later on. Okay, we'll press on and on to Mount Abbott. Talk to you later. It's 8.22 on the 24th of December. We're here up at the summit of Abbott's Peak. Uh, we left camp around about 40 minutes ago, uh, just made our way across the bottom of the valley uh, and then worked out where we were going to come up the uh, up to the peak itself. I think with a lot of these these hills that we're doing, on or mountains that we're doing, they're Sometimes there's only one way to get up there, and I think Mount Townsend is probably a good a good indication of that, where you can approach it from a different uh, n- a number of different ways, but really the final ascent of the peak, there's probably one really good way to do it. Um, this one, you could probably do it from the saddle. We tried to do that yesterday; it just it wasn't working for us, so we decided to leave it till this morning, uh, and then approach it from uh, the side of the mountain between. I think it's uh, De La Fleur Peak, which is the, the peak adjacent just over from us, uh, and Abbott, and just come up between the saddle, and that was a much easier ascent up uh, than it would have been any other direction. So I think with a lot of these peaks, because a lot of them, because this is more a, a, a route or a route than a um, than a, a designated walking track, you are off trail for a lot of it, uh, and it's a matter of paying attention to where you think the best place is going to be. We found a really good campsite on the way up, um, which you know, in hindsight would have been the best place to camp on the, uh, uh, the western side of the valley, uh, or western side of Mueller's Pass. Uh, but that would have made it for a longer walk yesterday for the two walks that we did. So there's pros and cons to, to your choices, um, but certainly that would have meant for a, a very short walk up this morning uh, and a really nice view over the valley. So, uh, the walk itself up to Abbott's Peak, um, it's steady incline all the way up, but it's not difficult compared to some of the others.
0: I was going to say, it's all relative, isn't it? <laughs> um, it, it wasn't too bad. Uh wasn't too much um, uh, navigating rocks and... Uh, uh, vegetation so you know that made it a lot easier and once we did get over here it it did make sense in terms of where to go and um uh, how, how how to find the easiest route um so yeah looking looking forward to Kosciuszko we can see Kosciuszko in the distance and uh looking forward to heading over
1: there uh as our next peak so we've got four more peaks to do we've got Kosciuszko there's a peak um on Mount uh, on Etheridge Ridge which we can see and there and Rams Head and Rams Head North and we can see those from here as well so um realistically if we really pushed we'd finish today but that would be a, a late finish and we'd be, be stuffed so I think realistically we'll have a um we may well uh, summit all those peaks today but we're not going to head back to uh, to Charlotte Pass uh, to finish off. I think that'll be a, a walk back tomorrow which will make it a bit easier.
0: Yeah, that'll be a nice steady decline I think is tomorrow.
1: <laughs> so I think for us, yesterday we did 13.8 kilometres and that was pretty pretty tough going. Uh, I must admit I'm not a, a fan of climbing peaks for the sake of it um, and the views from these peaks are pretty spectacular. I think yesterday uh, once the sun was fully up it's still um, still not high in the sky at the moment. Um, it was um, uh, the colours were spectacular uh, on all the mountain ranges, um, but um, climbing all these peaks, you're getting good views over different areas. Um, but certainly, um, um, peak bagging is is not really my thing. So
0: <laughs> I think I think we've just uh, we've decided that we've got four to go, but <laughs> we'll get through those.
1: All right, uh, Well... Press on. Talk to you later. It's six forty-one on Monday, the twenty-fourth. End of the second day of our Aussie Ten hike. Uh, We finished the last of our uh, our summits at around about three o'clock today, uh, and that was Rams Head and North Rams Head. I think some of these um, summits are are one of those sort, or they're the sort of thing that. Um, some people just aren't going to be able to do so. North Ramps, as an example, um, really was bordering on being low-level rock climbing in some respect. Um, yeah, you know, and it's certainly there is, you know, there's a way up there, but you know, if you don't have the confidence to be able to scramble over rocks, uh, I think that a lot of people won't be able to go through and do the summit, uh, and that's fine. You know, it's um, it's the sort of thing you've got to be able to feel safe and comfortable. Uh, doing whatever you're doing, um, and it's no good trying to put yourself or somebody else at risk uh, just because you feel like you have to. Um, So it's we could have potentially um, finished today and ended up back at uh, Charlotte Pass, uh, but that would have put us back there around about 6.30, and then we've got a three-hour-odd drive to Canberra, or three-and-a-half by the time you look at uh, putting dinner in there. So that would have made it 10 o'clock tonight. After a long, uh, a long days worth of hiking, we're tired. Probably not the best thing to be out on the road. So we decided to um, stay um, up here, uh, just um, below North Ramshead. Okay, it's ten to seven. We're here at Ramshead Peak, at the base of, um, and we've finished the ten peaks over hey. t- over two days. <laughs> um, and we will basically yeah. Uh, We decided to to stay up here and camp uh, just below the peak. Um, We could have actually gone back to the car, which would have got us there by about 6.30, uh, but we then would have had a three, three three-and-a-half-hour drive back to Canberra, and given we'd had a fairly long, tiring day, we thought it would be best not to sort of push it. So tomorrow all we have to do is get ourselves back to Charlotte Pass, uh, which is roughly around about 11 kilometres, give or take, Um, and we're going to go cross-country uh, rather than going back up to uh, the toilet facilities just below Kosciuszko and down past Seaman's Hut. Um, that way we, we save about three kilometres off the trip. One of the things that this trip sort of um, is put across is there are some peaks that you really want to think about what you're doing and why. So Ram's Head as an example. Um, if you try and get up the front of it, it is a rock climb. There's no two ways about it. Uh, And the actual ascent itself is at the back and you still have to do a fair bit of scrambling. So I think in that respect, you know, if you get here, you're doing the trip and you think, ah, look, I don't think I can do this. It's going to be pushing it. That's fine. Um, You know, it's no good endangering yourself and somebody else for the sake of just saying "I've, I've gotten to the top. Um, Some of the other peaks uh, have been very similar. So Abbott's Peak, where we tried to do it um, yesterday, and again, it was getting late at the end of the day. It had been a long day, so um, had we been a bit fresher, we would have probably thought a bit more and um, wouldn't have had any problems getting up there. But as I said, just by the end of the day, we were tired. So you can probably hear the noise in the background uh, as as you're listening to this. Uh, this is the tent flapping away um, you know, and we've got it fairly tight but there's just a, a strong enough wind that it's, it's sort of rippling the, the material on the tent itself so we've had dinner um, it's still nice and sunny and it will be probably for at least another hour hour and a quarter uh, and then if it's anything like last night we'll have a very strong moon so it's going to be fairly bright anyway um, so that's pretty much it for the day
0: Yeah, it's been a good day, Um, quite warm today uh, and uh, lots of uh, wind gusts but still a cloudless sky. Um, I think the thing that uh, I wasn't expecting was to um, meet so many visitors to Kosciuszko uh, as we traversed and uh, I did expect that perhaps we would be a little bit, once we got away from Kosciuszko Mountain, uh, we would be a little bit more isolated. But uh, where we've camped, we can actually see down onto the boardwalk that uh, goes down into the uh, Eagle's Nest um, chairlift uh, and then down into Threadbow. So it's quite a busy thoroughfare. Um, But all in all, a great day. Um, As Tim said, we did have to do a bit of scrambling. And uh, even for us, we debated whether or not um, we'd make it up uh, to Ram's Head. So uh, we did. uh, But it's definitely a uh, bouldering, scrambling
1: kind of exercise. Okay, that's all for us. Bye. As you can see from um, from that one, we, we sort of skipped through. So we did the recording at Abbott's Peak in the morning uh, and then the next recording was at the end of the day after having done uh, the peak on Mount Etheridge, Mount Kosciuszko, uh, North Central and uh, North and Central Ramsheads. So yeah, you know, we, we skipped uh, a fair amount of the peaks and really that was because it was just too windy. And it wasn't blowing a gale, but it was just, so windy it was just we, the recordings just wouldn't have been an option, but all you would have heard was wind. So uh, it's one of the joys of podcasting in the outdoors.
0: And on uh, Mount Kosciuszko, it was really busy too. <laughs> so um number of people who were around, um, so it wasn't just the wind. Uh, finding a, a sort of quiet spot was going to be a bit of a challenge. And I think that's the thing uh, somebody said to me the other day about they'd uh, – They'd gone over, uh, up to Mount Kosciuszko and taken some, uh, overseas visitors, uh, up there who are very keen on, uh, hiking and walking. And, um, uh, you know, they loved being up at Kosciuszko, but, uh, after a few minutes, uh, because of the number of people, they just, Said, can can we go where it's quiet now? Can we go where there aren't a lot of people? So, you know, this is this interesting thing about the mix and the the, the mix of those of us who are uh, seeking the solitude um, and doing these long walks and pitching the tent in uh, isolated spots, traversing what essentially is a a pretty busy series of walkways paths and boardwalks so you know uh, just be prepared for that because i think that was a bit of a surprise for me even though i've done this a number of times
1: um one other thing i'd like to say i mentioned earlier on before um, we'd uh, actually dropped our packs. Uh, we'd actually walked across the valley um, to um, uh, the base of Abbott's Peak, dropped our packs off, and then just walked up Abbott's Peak itself. Just to make it easy, we thought, no good carrying the packs up the hill and then back down again. Um, but... In hindsight, you know, as I said, if we could have done it the day before, we would have because walking across the valley I and mean, having to pick our way through streams um, and peat bogs and everything else, it actually took a way to get out. It, it may well have been quicker had we have gone up to the top of Mueller's Peak again and come down that way. Mm. So it did actually take a while.
0: And the other thing I would say, if you're going to drop your, your pack, particularly if You know, it's in a landscape where it's quite similar and there are lots of rocks and, and so on. I mean, we positioned it quite well and we took a photo of where the packs were standing up a little bit, a little bit higher, looking across the, the valley and, uh, you know, positioning it with things that are on the other side of the valley. Um, but one of the things I also did was take something bright and fluorescent uh, uh it was just a a stuffed bag a bright orange um stuff bag out of one of the packs and um it in a prominent spot in the pack so they were much easier to see and i have to say that that was a really uh was really appreciated uh, that i did that uh tim had wandered off and i'm thinking no i'm sure it was around here somewhere and then just caught a glimpse of that bright orange thing and and uh, got your eye in and found it.
1: Now, as far as the other peaks were concerned, so we, we did our last recording of, of Abbott, Abbott's Peak. We walked across uh, Mueller's Pass, uh, up back onto the main range trail and then headed off towards Kosciuszko. And as Jill said, Kosciuszko was pretty busy. Uh, we got there reasonably early, but by this stage, a lot of the tourists coming up from... Um, uh, from Threadbow Village, in particular, had already gotten up there, so it was uh, it was quite busy. When I did the main range walk in uh, in January of 2018, there would have been about 150 people up there. So, you know, middle of, you know, middle of the day, lunchtime, lots of people. So I don't expect to get a, a good solo photo opportunity and, <laughs> unless you get up there very early in the yeah, morning. Yeah,
0: and, and uh, standing on the plinth and, you know, saying I'm on top of Australia um, is a great experience, uh, but you have to queue, <laughs> which is just really odd. But anyway, hey. <laughs>
1: Um, The coming back down, we went down to the toilets um, just above that Seaman's Hut there, there, which is Australia's highest toilets. They're bedded into the hill. Um, We had lunch there and then walked up to the unnamed peak on uh, Etheridge Ridge, Uh, and it's actually the peak behind the toilets itself. So we walked a little way down the trail and then went up the hill to the peak. It didn't take us very long. Uh, It was just a walk up a grassy sort of hill. Uh, and yeah, you know, the final bit, we just dropped our packs off and walked the, the last 40 or 50 metres just up the top, uh, up over the rocks, uh, took some photos. But again, this way too windy to do any recordings. So we came back down, back onto the metallic boardwalk, which goes back down to Threddy Village. Uh, and well, it goes
0: down to uh, Eagle's Nest uh, chairlift. Yes, yeah, so,
1: and then you get the chairlift down to the village itself. Um, and then we sort of walked down the hill, uh, and on our right we had the Ram's Head. So we had North Ram's Head, Central Ram's head or Ram's Head itself, and then South Rams Head, which what isn't part of this walk. So we walked off the trail up the top of the hill, and again, We knew where the the peak was, but trying to work our way up because, you know, had we gone one way, it would have been a very difficult, steep sort of climb. Uh, And we looked at it and thought, well, this looks like the obvious spot. We managed to walk. It got a bit steep towards the end, walk up towards the peak through a little, uh, very tiny little saddle. uh, And then it was fairly flat on top. So it was actually quite easy. Uh, so we came over to uh, Rams Head North, took some photos, had a look around, uh, before heading back off to Rams Head itself. Rams Head itself, um, very um, unique sort of hill. Uh, you know, it's a large pile of rocks like a lot of them in this area. Uh, we headed over to that. Um, and... As Jill said, we we were aware that we weren't about to walk back to Charlotte Pass and, and drive back to Canberra. It was just wouldn't have been safe driving on the road as being as tight as we were. So we dropped our packs off uh, and headed up to um, uh, the Ram's Head itself. Now, the front of Ram's Head, when you look at it, is actually – It is a rock climb. There was no two ways about it. You would need to be an experienced rock climber and have ropes uh, or be very comfortable not having ropes and doing it without them, but it would definitely be a graded rock climb. So we walked around to the side, which seemed to be the obvious thing to do, Uh, and then we got to the back of Ram's Head, and you could see there was a a trail that went up through um, the rocks at the back and it got reasonably steep towards the end and you we were doing a bit of scrambling. And again, this was another peak that I'd put in the category of Mount Townsend. If you're not comfortable scrambling over loose, steep rock towards the summit, you may not get up towards the top. Um, it's not. I think Townsend was still worse, mm. um, but certainly Ramshead is one of those sort of things that if if you're not comfortable mm. in it with doing this exposed sort of climbing, um, you, you okay. may not reach the summit. Of it. So
0: so you get pretty close, but you you won't get there. So you know you can. Um, I I don't know. I guess I guess it's probably you know forty meters or something like that. So you're pretty close, um, but I, I suppose you know uh don't be disappointed if if you're just not feeling um confident enough to make it that last little distance and it's okay you know i mean once once you started to i think on uh, ram's head i by uh, from memory i think uh, most of it i came down on my bottom that seemed to be the easiest thing for me to do um and you know that was that was fine that was okay um So, you know, you get up the way you can and you get down the way you can. Um, So it's not a huge distance that you might miss out on if you choose not to. But, uh, you know, just bear that in mind, I think.
1: Uh, I'll put the details in the the written version of this uh, podcast from the websites that you'll find. A lot of this sort of information is missing. Uh, so it just seemed logical for us with Ram's Head, well, this is definitely a rock climb at the front, so we're not going to go up here. Yeah,
0: yeah they <laughs> can't possibly think that we're going to do that, seriously. So <laughs> so we
1: thought, well, if we go around the side and the left side seemed to be the obvious place to go, and sure enough, that's where we were supposed to head. But, you know, it seemed obvious to us, uh, but it may not seem obvious to everyone. So we'll we'll put that, that sort of information on there um, just to make it a bit easier for those of you that are looking at doing
0: this walk yeah and i think the other thing is uh just to be just to be aware that the the, you know we've talked about the trails um not being so obvious so if you are um you know for example um you know in spring and there haven't been too many walkers through um it probably won't be as obvious as it might be um in late summer you know, with a number of walkers and a bit of tramping of the grass and so on and so forth. So the time of year will probably impact how how obvious and how visible the trails are as well.
1: One final thing I would say before we listen to the next recording is um, there is reasonable water supply up at the oh, base yeah, of Ramsey. yeah, yeah, So we, we were aware of that. Um, now, it wasn't... You know a flowing stream or a river, but there was enough water flowing and moving um you know it took us a, it took us a little while to actually fill the water bottles up uh, but um yeah you can actually camp up there you don't actually have to drag water up the hill to the base of Ramshead um, to actually camp there so uh, we camped um towards the the area we knew we were going to walk down uh, on the next day uh, and we were only probably 35, 40 metres away from a reasonable sort of water supply. Yeah,
0: yeah. And we had a very good view of the boardwalk. There you go. (laughs) So we could see the the tourists finishing for the day and uh, we were off the next day before they appeared again.
1: Good morning. It's Christmas Day. Uh, We're just packed up. Um, our campsite which is below Rams Head Peak, uh, which is Australia's fourth highest peak uh, and we're about to head off back to Charlotte Pass, uh, collect off our car and uh, head off home. So, um, reasonably good night's sleep last night, although we're a bit stiff and sore, a bit sunburn on on the hands, uh, a bit sore from the last few days uh, of hiking, so a bit of tossing and turning um we had a reasonably full moon again last night so fairly bright sort of tent at night time uh, and, a, and a spectacular sunrise this morning which i got up and took some photos of um so another really good day i think um the forecast is for around about 24 degrees so not bad for a christmas day um and um yeah, that's about it.
0: Yeah, so we've woken to another cloudless sky, uh, as Tim said, a beautiful sunset, and uh, we're all uh, packed up. We've had our Christmas pudding um, and uh, a hot chocolate, which is a bit unusual for a morning, but uh, it's Christmas, so what can you do? You've got to celebrate it somehow. And uh, we've also got our Christmas hats on, so we'll be walking with our Christmas hats, um, wishing everybody a Merry Christmas um, and Thank you for all your support and uh, all your uh, engagement, uh, comments, questions and uh, hints along the way. Uh, We've really enjoyed this year. So I think this is us signing off for the year, Tim.
1: Okay, time for walking. It's uh, 9.40. We're back to the uh, car park at Charlotte Pass. Uh, We've finished our three-day track the journey down from Head this morning took probably around about two hours and 15 minutes. It seemed a lot longer than that, but um, <laughs> yeah, <it did. laughs> time-wise, that's what it was. Uh, we actually went uh, cross-country rather than following um, the uh, the trail back up to the, the toilet block at the bank of, base of Kosciuszko and then back past Siemens Hut again. So, um, yeah, no, it was it was a good walk. It was a tiring walk. The last sort of four-odd kilometres on the uh, the road coming back to Charlotte Pass is pretty hard. You know, it's a gravel compacted road, so it's sort of um, it's a hard way to finish the walk, uh, and we're pretty tired now. So, uh, looking forward to getting home just after lunchtime and having a rest and a relax and having a shower.
0: Yeah, it's been a, a great great walk. Uh, we did go a little bit cross country, and uh, I think if you're not sort of keen on doing that, then uh even though it is a little bit longer following the the boardwalk around um and getting on the Charlotte Pass gravel road uh, or path earlier um is probably the way to go um it's really interesting we were just talking about how it such a difference when you're walking on uh natural ground versus compacted or or um engineered ground and and uh you know that last few kilometers into Charlotte Pass car park, we definitely felt it.
1: Yeah, no, it's uh, road walking, whether it's management road or not, is is a hard hard way to do hiking. Okay, that's all for us. I uh, hope you've enjoyed listening to this trip uh, and we'll have more information up on the website uh, with photos as well. Talk to you later. All right, we hope you've enjoyed the uh, series of recordings from our Aussie 10 trip. It has inspired you to, to think about doing this one yourself. Um, if you are, I would suggest going through and looking at our written write-up with the photos, and we'll also have a bit more logistical information that will help make this walk a bit easier for you as well. In next week's episode, we're going to be doing a Q&A podcast. Uh, and this is answering a series of questions that a number of you have gone through and put in, particularly over the last month. Um, We wanted to try a different format to see how it goes. So hopefully you'll find that interesting. As always, you can go through and listen to this podcast through our website at www.australianhiker.com.au, through SoundCloud, through Stitcher Radio, and through Spotify. And last but not least, if you have an opportunity, please go through and give us a five-star rating on iTunes to help get the message out there. That's all for me. Bye for now.
0: And bye from me.